This episode includes nine reminders that I've often told myself and my clients and people around me repeatedly, so I thought I'd collect them all here in one podcast. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the Embody podcast. I can't believe it's almost 2021. And uh, it's also almost the third birthday of the Embody podcast. It will be coming up in February. Thank you all so much. All of you who share the podcast, who like it, who use it daily, some of the meditations, um, or listen to episodes to fall asleep, whatever you do with the podcast. Um, I'm so grateful that you're engaged with it. And um, I just appreciate that you're out there. There are times when I wonder if I should keep going, or I feel like I don't know where where it's going. Um, And usually that's a time when I need a break. And I'm needing a lot more of my like emotional capacity and I just need to go inward and not report things that are going on with me, not produce or, or like amalgamate things uh, for others. But um, I always come back. I always come back and your thoughts and your feedback are really encouraging and your donations Uh, If you ever want to donate to the podcast to just keep it going and to let me know that you do like it, you can just send me a Venmo at Candice-Woo-2, and it's Candice with an I-C-E. Or you can go to my website at CandiceWoo.com slash support, and there's a place you can make a one-time donation or a repeating donation. And every time I get something like that just come in, it it's just a little nugget and sometimes a big nugget, a big bite of, of nourishment and um, love that I so appreciate. So let's just jump in. We have nine reminders, things that I have heard myself say over and over to myself, my clients, my friends, family members sometimes. And... Uh, Thought I'd create a nice collection here for you. They're not in any particular order. So let's just start with number one. And it's, uh, you know, the, the feeling that you get where you're like, oh, I thought I was doing better than this. I thought I was further along in myself. 
I'm falling backwards or I've regressed. I'm um, going backwards. I'm back where I started. You know, when you thought you healed that thing and here you, here you are feeling it again. You're triggered again or uh, you got yourself into a similar pattern as before that resembles something you've experienced or feels like exactly what you used to experience. And if you feel that way, my suggestion is to ask yourself, truly look at it and ask yourself, is it exactly the same as last time? Or is there something that's even a tiny bit different? Look for the tiny changes or the tiny spots that have shifted, whether that's in how you feel inside, your emotions and the intensity of them, how you reacted. Did you react or respond exactly the same way as as before? That's one thing to note. But also, usually, when people tell me that, actually, from the outside, it just looks like they haven't fallen backwards or back to where they started Actually, they're just getting another piece of something that wants to be healed that will give them the next upgrade or expansion in themselves. It actually says that you have more capacity and your psyche, your body, your heart says, all right, and now we need this next piece. We know you've felt this before. We know you've looked at it before and maybe processed it. But here's the next piece because we want to go all the way. We want full expansion. We want wholeness. We want you to feel totally like you want to feel. And this piece of trigger or this piece of wounding or belief is the next big hurdle. So what I actually see when people tell me that is that they're getting the next piece of their journey in their expansion. And it's not a falling backwards. It's actually a moving forward and that that thing that got triggered is actually what indicates that forward movement. It's going to come. When you choose to expand, when you choose or claim and declare an intention in your life, something you desire, something you're ready for, something you want or want to do, then these are the pieces that are going to come up as to they want to be cleared out. They want to be completed and integrated so that that energy that's locked into those fragments of not-self that energy comes back to the fullness of self. So consider that if you have those thoughts, that you're back where you started. My healer said to me, you really need to trust when your life falls apart. (laughs) You can really trust when your life falls apart. 
And uh, one of her reactions to me when I was like, oh man, I'm going through like a really dark night of the soul. And I was aware that it was like the next step towards expansion. But when she said, whoa, you're a really powerful manifester. That just felt so healing to me that it brought to the front, it brought forward that it's actually that I'm a powerful creator and this stuff is just flushing itself out. Number two. Number two is about beauty and remembering that beauty in your life, in whatever form that is, brings expansion, brings healing to your nervous system, more capacity, and it can shift your state of being. Some people call it vibration or your energy. Beauty is anything that just gives you that feeling of pleasure or that something's pleasant or that you, anything you like to look at, anything you like to enjoy, that really brings you that feeling that things are good, yummy, delicious. And to not just bring it into your life, but to be with it, notice it in your day-to-day. Notice it as many moments as you can. You know, look around. Look at what's beautiful in your space, if that's accessible to you. Look at, feel into the moment that feels so juicy, magical, scrumptious. And I don't mean just with food you're eating, although that could be one way to bring beauty into your life or to notice it and expand into that beauty, but maybe in your connections with people or a moment of insight that you have for yourself that brings you a feeling of, oh, that that was yummy. And as I'm talking, I, I notice... Um, this tea light that I have inside a selenite candle holder, the crystal, um, it just like sizzled out, faded out, right as I said that. And it was so beautiful how it just went. And then there was a little light at the end of the wick. And then a little bit of smoke went. Whew. I just watched it as I was speaking to this idea of beauty. When you sink into beauty, it can deepen your presence. Because isn't this part of what we're here for? So we can all experience this beauty. So you can experience beauty. Not just physical forms, emotional forms of beauty, spiritual, a spiritual sense. energy in you, your presence. And let's go to number three. The third reminder is that everything is changeable. Everything you think that just is set in stone or is the way things are or everything you're worried about or fear 
that, you know, you fear may not change or you fear it couldn't be what you want. No, (laughs) everything is changeable. Everything is possible. Everything is transformable. And that begins with your belief in that. Maybe life has told you that it's not changeable. That would just be a very strong identification with that belief that things are not changeable. And notice how you feel if you have that belief. Notice if you have the belief that everything is changeable. If you could have that belief, if you don't, what you start to feel inside, what could be possible. It's not a matter of the truth, necessarily, even though I do think that's, that that's the truth, that everything's changeable. You could debate with me, like, that's just not true. You know, there are so many things we cannot change. And, you know, I, I just am not too interested in debating that. Um, it isn't about that. It's more about if you believe that everything's changeable, look at what begins to be possible. Do you feel differently when you believe that? Or if you could believe that? So it all really begins inside. It's the model of what we believe is true or real that comes from inside that then creates the reality outside. And it bounces off other people with similar beliefs, perhaps, Maybe sometimes we don't like it if someone has a different belief. So everything's possible. It's the nature of OM. OM is the vibration of all possibility and all probability that could ever exist. And that does exist. So... Take a look at what beliefs you are holding, what thoughts you're having that you identify with. And if you translate that into a feeling sense, a state of being, a noticing of what it feels like in your body to have that thought or belief or idea and let it digest with witness and awareness rather than believe that that's the truth, but believe it enough that your body can digest it and move it through, then maybe something changes. So just maybe being with what you feel rather than trying to change the world around you first, allow the experience to metabolize through your system. And that leads me to number four, which is similar, goes well with this idea of everything's changeable and transformable, is time. Time, there is timelessness. Time is that construct of a past, present, future that we have here on Earth. And there is the magic and I don't mean in a very like uh, 
inaccessible way, but very practical magic of being able to go to a past part of ourselves, imagine it, and give ourselves healing to that part of us that's still alive now. So what was in the past can be still living now. And the now can go to the past, but it's still in the present. So that also can apply to the future self. We can send our future self energy, support. You know, maybe on Tuesday you have a meeting next Tuesday and you want to send yourself some uh, support. Like imagine yourself standing behind yourself and give yourself that feeling so that when you have that meeting, you have a little extra boost. And that's happening in the now, but then you can feel it later. So there's this merging of time, of our ideas of time, all into the now. You can essentially time travel or play with time in different ways. There was this episode, uh, Experiential, that I did I'll link it in the show notes. I'm it might be at candicewood.com slash time travel. If not, something will be there when you land there. <laughs> uh, but imagining a certain amount of time go by to warp time. So, like if you're really tired and you need you could imagine yourself having like months of sleep, and that would satisfy you if you had months of sleep then you can picture it and let your body experience the time go by the days the weeks the months and then all the way at the end of it imagining what it would feel like when you had that much sleep and that you had all this rest and letting your body experience it right now So, warping time. So when you have thoughts around time, like I don't have enough time, I need more time, I don't have time. Going back to the the idea that everything's changeable, one, with time as well, you can have a, a different experience relationship with time and that that is an idea a belief you have that maybe is causing you some suffering and what if that changed also the soul and the spirit do not really know time you know that's in my experience when people say well i've had so much time and i'm still not over it or time heals. I don't really think that time actually is the healing factor. I believe it's the way that our body can digest the emotions and the experience that is the healing factor. And sometimes that requires what we understand as time. It may not happen all in one instant. It may happen over many moments and moments and moments and moments. 
for so many moments it adds up to years and years, that we can still feel the grief of someone that has died a long time ago, um, years and years later, because we put it away and it was hard, or because we could only take so much at one time, in one moment. So the, the spirit, the heart, and the soul just don't understand time as being the thing that makes things transform. It's the being with and having capacity for the emotion, the sensation in the body, the tools to digest it if it's not going just naturally. That's the healing factor. Or maybe moving the energy, shifting or allowing the vibration, the vibrational experience. But that the idea of timelessness really connects directly to spirit. And that the spirit doesn't have a timeline. It will take lessons as they come and maybe you work on the same lesson for lifetimes. I know I've heard stories like that, that people really essentially live out the same lesson, the same wounding, the same dynamic in the next lifetime if they don't do it in this one, and then the next one and the next one. But all that to say, or to give a piece of support that it's okay if you are still feeling what you're feeling. And things may take more time than you think they should take. And that we can work with time in playful ways that gives us some other experience and state of being in the moment. And when your mind thinks things should have happened in X amount of time or that you shouldn't be where you are, that you can remind yourself that the, the soul and spirit don't really care about that. You get there when you get there. And that leads to number five around the ego. My thought was that the ego is in service to spirit. And that thought was in response to this idea that we should get rid of the ego or the ego is the enemy or that we should be egoless. When we look at the development of our human being, our human nature, child development to adult development in the spectrum of a life. We need to have a sense of identity. We need to support the ego in feeling like there's a clear definition of what it is and who it is. We need mirroring. We need attunement from the outside in. Not everyone needs it in the same way. But as children, we often need that. We come so wide open 
And we want that reflection so we develop a strong sense of ego. And where we have needed something and it didn't get had, where we didn't have the attunement that we really needed, the support, or maybe we were fed with certain beliefs from the outside or that we created meanings from the experiences that we had. And these pieces of wounding seem to be what people call the ego. And they want to get rid of it. And those parts of ourselves create agendas. We want to have and do certain things that we don't want to do those things because that's scary or that brings us the same wounding as we had before. So we avoid certain things. We cope with it in a way. And... A lot of times people say they want to get rid of that. And if we could, then we would. But also, if we could, we wouldn't have anything to chew on in this life. That's actually what we came for. And those are the things that Perhaps if you would consider this, or maybe you already believe this, that you came in with and wanted those lessons in this form, in this human form, you wanted a chance to have a different experience or take it and do something different with it or to feel that experience in its full. So... The stuff of the mind and the ego serve our spirit coming back to wholeness, coming back home. They are the lessons of love. They are the lessons of our true creative power that is beyond what we think is good and bad, that is beyond what we think we should be creating or doing, but the fullness of both dark and light. a range of experience of emotions and what's possible. So we don't necessarily want to get rid of it. We want to work with it and allow it to fuel the expansion into our fullness, fuel alignment, because when we get that contrast, something doesn't feel good, We know, actually, some part of us knows what feels good. When we don't get what we want, we get something we don't like, it shows us that there's a true want or desire. It shows us what we crave, what we yearn for. And it's different for everybody, though there are some seemingly universal pieces. But it's extremely different for every person. So we need the contrast of things that, quote-unquote, go wrong or don't go the way we want them to, or that are part of the ego, part of the mind, part of the things that we fear. We need that emotion and that experience to show us who we actually are, what we actually want, where our energy has been placed, where we believe our power is. Usually we believe like the pieces that are 
unintegrated or part of the ego or part of fear are parts of us that think and believe that our power is outside of us and not within, dispersed into other people, other experiences. And that's all that uh, rubbing up against that we do to show us actually the true, deep power is within each of us. And that we actually can be deeply, deeply free. So let's go to number six. And that is that your spirit knows. That's a nice next one to come to because we just kind of talked about it. That there is a part of you that actually knows who you are, knows exactly what you desire. And when we're in alignment with that, when we are in that and have the capacity in our body to be the full, worthy being that we are with what we uniquely desire, then we're not toiling or second-guessing every decision or um, going back and forth and then ending up in a stalemate or choosing things that are not right for us, even choosing things that are unpleasant because of some other idea that we should be doing X, Y, and Z in order to achieve something or prove we're strong or be enough. The aligned self knows that it is enough. You are enough. You are completely worthy of everything you want, and you can have it. You can do it. You can be it. You are it. So there's ease and peace there. The unwounded self. It's the parts of us that get separated, severed from the whole, the wholeness, from the divine that lives through us. Those are the parts that tend to chime in when some part of us wants what we want. Or maybe it's so strong that we aren't even allowed to want. And we don't even think about that. We just keep on going with a construct centered around fear, maintaining that thing that feeds us so we don't feel not enough or that we don't feel the uncomfortable stuff that actually wants to integrate, be digested and felt and integrate so that you are just back to this aligned self. But the reminder is that there is a part of you that knows the truth of who you are. And you may not know all of it at once, may reveal in pieces, it may take lots of opportunities to check in, lots of practice, lots of healing maybe, or even connecting with this part of you that knows. Maybe that's your inner being, maybe that's your wise self, or the wisdom in you, your higher self, 
your divine self, the big S self. So when you feel like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do, I never know, or if you have any of those thoughts, or I just struggle with making decisions, try not to be hard on yourself if you can. And see if your body takes a breath when you let it know, yes, I know some part of you knows what you want. And I'm open to that. Let your body know you are open. Let your heart know you're open to learning exactly what it desires. Number seven is remember to take things bite-size. You don't eat the whole meal at once in one bite. You take bites and you chew it. You chew on it. You munch. <laughs> you, it mixes with saliva. Like, so parts of you blend in with it. You swallow then the insides of your body start doing something with it, and you might even feel that if you focus inward. Your stomach starts to get fuller, and then it has to go through the whole metabolizing process. Well, your life and your emotions, your experiences are the same way. So if you're in a relationship and you're trying to heal certain things or communicate better, take it bite-size. Do one little piece. Slow each other down and just gently and invite one thing at a time. If you're trying to launch your business or take the next step in your work or in some part of your um, endeavors, also do one bite size. One small thing. And sometimes especially doing or thinking about like what's ahead of you can feel so overwhelming, like a mountain. What's the one thing you can do? And then celebrate it. Celebrate it. Recognize yourself for having done that. And I recently did a podcast on celebrating yourself and the cells of your body and your being and the things you've done. You can find that at candicewu.com slash celebrate yourself. Go easy on yourself. And number eight is that the change happens on the inside. When you feel flustered, frustrated, or um, exhausted and fatigued, uncertain, stressed out with whatever you're trying to do in your life, or with the things that you want to go a certain way, go inside, shift inside by just turning your attention towards you and support yourself however you need it. There are a bunch of ways on this podcast, a bunch of tools to do that if that's hard for you or if you also just want 
it to feel easier. But the shift is to go inside and just be with what you feel. And that's where the deepest and the quickest change is going to happen. If you're practiced at it or if you have some tools, right? It can be definitely hard when you don't have those tools or if, you never, if you've never done that for anything to happen. Um, especially like if your capacity isn't so great right now or if you've had a lot of overwhelming experiences in your life, trauma. So when you get to the place or even just to do a little bit of uh, going inward and that being the process you take, working with your inner being and your state of being rather than the outer state of things can get you a long way. When you heal the soul, when you heal from the inside, it will immediately change your vibration. It will immediately change your feeling state, felt sense, what you experience in the moment. And that's going to offer you something different in the next moment than what you would have had. And it can even radiate out of you into the situations you're, you're looking at or that you desire change in. When I first started working with therapy clients as a psychotherapist in Chicago, I was constantly scared that I wouldn't get enough clients to pay my bills. I had some savings, but I just, I also had money fears, which is, you know, what was really surfacing. And every time I would get scared, oh no, no new clients right now. What if I don't get any more? And all these thoughts would flood in, all these beliefs. And that was a perfect chance for me to heal those so that they were not the things that I believed anymore and that I could energetically change them through my body so that my state of being was more trusting and less fearful and open. As soon as I did that and also like healed at the root of where those, these pieces came from, the beliefs and the experiences around money, as soon as I did that, it was like a new wave of clients would come almost instantly, like within the hour or the week. In that week, I would get like four new clients or something when I had like zero the, the weeks before. And then it would happen again. So I, I saw this like ebb and flow of a new expansion and this opening and it being reflected in people coming towards me and more abundance. And then I'd be ready for the next phase and then I'd hit the fear again. So this kind of loops us back to the first reminder of when things feel like they're falling, you're falling backwards or you're, you've fallen behind or you've gone back to where you started and nothing changed. 
that actually you may be taking a step, another step forward towards expansion. So that's what would happen to me. And when I took that into myself, instead of trying to like market or, which is, you know, which is a good thing to do. um, But instead of trying to work it in the earth plane, so to say, in the physical realm, in the concrete realm, I worked it on the inside, on the subtle level, energetic level, and then it had its immediate shift outside. So I think I could have worked really, really hard to market or to network and things like that, which I did at times. But when I say hard, I mean it could have come with some suffering, more suffering than it needed, and maybe got that many clients, but it would have been more of a struggle. I would have been kind of fighting against the grain of what my spirit wanted to heal and what wanted to come with ease instead of toil and hard work. And the last one, number nine. Oh, healing isn't everything. There's so much more to life than healing. Maybe you have found uh, yourself get on a roll with healing and you really find its reward or you just want so much to feel differently that you just dive in and it's on your mind it's it's present with you just remember to enjoy moments find moments of just being and enjoyment and getting to experience the humanness that you are that you're in this body you get to experience things you get to have pleasure you could have ease You could go straight for those things now instead of waiting for them after healing. Those things can actually be incredibly healing as a byproduct, but to let the focus of your awareness or your existence be more on enjoyment of life, the quality of your life, calibrating to what brings you joy, what brings you pleasure, enjoyment, letting that be mm, the primary compass and letting healing be supportive to that. For some people, for some of you, it just, it might help. And at other times you might say, nope, healing has to be number one right now. This is what I need. So if that's for you, please take that. But um, you can see if that brings any shift in your perspective or your enjoyment of your life directly to this moment. If you calibrate yourself to enjoyment as the primary thing. Enjoy your life. This is what you're here for. And there may be things that you do that come with other benefits or that um, you know require some hard work or effort or sacrifice even. But to hold the larger perspective of this is in service to your enjoyment, what does that do for you or what would it do? What is your life for? What are you here for? Those are big questions. 
So those are the nine reminders and take what you desire or what helps you and leave the rest. I hope you enjoyed this list and um, that it gives you something as you step into this new year, into this unknown of 2021, into the unknowing, into the space of what's next, into this moment. And I'm sending you lots of love and wishing for you that you have the self-love for whatever you're going through. And um, look forward to connecting with you all in the new year. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you want to check out the podcast, uh, the database of episodes, you can go to candicewu.com slash podcast. And if you go to slash meditations, you can specifically go to the database of experientials and guided meditations that um, some of which we talked about in this episode. If you want stuff on pleasure, there was a recent one. You can find it at candicewu.com slash pleasure worthy. And you can also just search it on the database and pull up other episodes on pleasure. I'd love to hear from you if there are topics that you want to hear about, um, things you're tussling with, questions you have or topics you'd like to hear me talk about or bring guided experiences to. You can email me at embody at candicewu.com. And um, thanks so much for your contributions. Again, you can send a Venmo to at Candice-Wu-2 or go to my website slash support. Take good care and see you next time on the Embody podcast. <laughs>